0: Warning, the following contains spoilers pertaining to the show and subject matter discussed. Also, strong language and adult content may be included. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you.
1: (sighs) I love Union Square. I know how much you do. It's just a fun area. You got the hipster vibe, the chess players, and that amazing market.
0: With our favorite winery. Which reminds me, we need to come back down here tomorrow. The Union Square Market says that that Renaissance Wines will be here tomorrow.
1: Awesome! Well, we're almost here. This is your first time at the Daryl Roth, right? Yeah, I didn't come here with you last year. That's right, that's right. Well, then you're in for a real treat.
0: Can't wait. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Stage Whisper. I'm your host, Hope Bird, and with me is my co-host, Andrew Cortez.
1: Today we are going to be discussing the exciting off-Broadway show, Where's a Bruta.
0: So hurry and take your seats. It, it looks like the show is starting.
1: Hello everybody. Today we invite you to look up as we discuss the exhilarating off-Broadway show, Fuerza Bruta.
0: This show thrilled audiences for over 10 years in the Union Square area. But let's lay some groundwork down first.
1: Created by Dequi James and Gabby Kirpel in Buenos Aires in 2003, Fuerza Bruta is also the name of the production company. Many members of the company were co-creators of a company called De La Guerra which presented a similar show called Via Via.
0: The show ran at the Daryl Roth Theater Off-Broadway from July 8, 2007 to to August 28, 2016.
1: Described as an energetic spectacle that features interaction between performers and the public, it is a 360-degree immersive experience.
0: So with that being said, let's delve into the show itself. Looking in the distance looking for a stranger, looking for passion, in
1: the soul of the- to understand Fuerza bruta first you must understand postmodern theater
0: postmodernism can be vaguely summarized by an attitude of skepticism irony or rejection towards what it described uh, what describes ideologies associated with modernism
1: Postmodern thinkers often view personal and spiritual needs as being best fulfilled by improving social conditions.
0: To summarize, modernism is the thought to create, improve, and reshape the environment with practical experimentation, science, and technology. Postmodernism is a reaction to modernism.
1: Postmodernism rejects any claim of binary thinking. In regards to postmodern theater... The idea is that theater raises questions rather than supplying answers.
0: Each individual show, or sorry, each individual should draw their own conclusions to the show's story and meaning.
1: So at this point, you're probably wondering, when the hell are you guys going to give us the storyline of the show? And that's a good point. But Here's the fun thing about the show. There really is
0: no storyline. <laughs> It's the beauty and brilliance of the show. There's no real story at all to the show. There's a collection of scenes and experiments connected by one character who acts as the through line for this show.
1: So let's mention a few things right now for them. Um, You walk into uh, the theater. You're ushered in, and they kind of move you around in a group. Mm
0: -hmm. And you're
1: kind of ushered around by... The ushers. Right. <laughs> but you are they've got... They use ropes to kind of keep you where you need to be. and you're It's moving like they're around corralling the you. Exactly. It's like the first
0: part of the show is just them
1: corralling you. Yep. And throughout the entire show, that's how they're going to corral you. In fact, they're going to move you around so they can move different scenes and sets in. So one of the first scenes I remember is the, um, the part... No uh, yeah, there's no chairs. It's entirely standing. The part where the man is on the treadmill and he's walking through styrofoam barriers... And it gets faster and faster and faster and faster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all he's doing. He walks, boom, walks through a styrofoam bear, And then he's walking faster and then he's running and then he's running and then he's running and then it stops. Then we switch to a different thing. And all of a sudden there's this foil curtain that comes all the way around us, the entire theater. Mm-hmm. And there's this aerial ballet above us. And then all of a sudden they're running around Above you with water. Well, no, no, not, oh, not, we not to the, the, the pool. Bottom. No, no, no. Oh. the foil curtain that's oh, all around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're running on the foil curtain, and they're running all like laps all the way around in this foil curtain. There's a couple of people dancing right above you. They're running all the way around us, and then in the next scene, they drop this giant mylar pool. Like all the way down, so that you could almost touch it with your. If fingers. you're six foot tall, it would be on top of your head, and. Um, the performers are diving and sliding from like one corner to the other. You could literally reach up and touch and some of them in fact will stop and they'll put, you know, they'll put their hand up to your, like your hands on the pool and they'll touch your hand through the pool. And that's another scene. And then the whole show kind of concludes with this like dance rave party, uh, with water cannons being fired over to the audience and into the audience while confetti falls in the sky and the cast has come out and they're partying and they're dancing with you and there's this guy with a powdered wig that kind of looks like Amadeus and he's <laughs> commanding one of the water cannons and this giant horn so <laughs> if you're confused and you're lost good <laughs> this is more this is less of a story and this is more of an experience.
0: Right. Well, and I think that you know, like, the, like we talked about with modern or postmodernism, it's about what the individual gets out of it. And honestly, for me, the story I got from it was life's a rat race, and yes. there's too much happening for you to not have fun.
1: Yes, it, it. That's literally what I got when when the character my from the story that I got finally slowed down, which which surmounted in the pool scene and Uh let go
0: when he finally joined in with everyone else
1: that's when we got to have the party Mm -hmm. but yeah there's there's no real story it's a full-on experience um and it was really cool it really capitalized on light lighting was a huge huge thing with the show um it capitalized on space Mm-hmm. Because it's not that big of a space, but it looked enormous.
0: Well, and one thing I remember um, that I really liked was the fact that that like the show was actively being performed and you'd have ushers telling you, hey, you need to move. Hey, you need to move. Hey, you guys in front, you got to crouch down. You got to sit down on the yeah. ground. You know, you and, were a
1: part of the show as much as the performers were.
0: Right. And I think for me, that really added to the experience of feeling like, wow, yeah, I'm trapped in this cage as a human. And I just need to like get out and be myself and embrace life.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, there were bright lights there was newspapers everywhere there were fans the the
0: sound of the people sliding into the water off of the mylar yeah Mm -hmm. it was
1: it was incredible it is like no show you've ever seen and that's why i think we're struggling to to describe it it's it's yeah it's like nothing to this day i've never seen anything like it and i would still go see it again it was so cool So let's now talk about the impacts the show has had on the theater and its history.
0: It's a true
1: representation of postmodernism.
0: Well, and I think that it's important, like the, the idea behind what this experience is, is something that people who go to raves all the time understand. And so it really is a performance interactive art form um, that I feel like was really important for the 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 average theater goer to go to. And honestly, had this not been something that was, quote, endorsed by Off-Broadway, I would have never wanted to see it.
1: Well, it actually got suggested to me by um, a colleague, we'll call them. Um, and at first, I was like, eh. but because I valued at that time their opinion, I kind of went for it. And me and my friend Watson, we went and saw it. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is incredible. And it opened my mind and my eyes to what off-Broadway could be. Because off-Broadway doesn't just mean plays and musicals. Off-Broadway just means a location. Anything can happen off-Broadway.
0: Right. Well, and I remember when you told me about this, you are like, yeah, it was weird. And I don't really know what to make of it. But Hope, I know you love absurdism, so let's go do this.
1: Yeah, it was great. I also love that it raised the public awareness of the Daryl Roth Theater. I mean, it played there for 10 years. And the, the, when we went, the, the times I went, there was never a small crowd, you know? Um, so people now know that that theater's there. In fact, that was where the first show post-COVID played, the uh, sound Soundscape? Sound, I can't remember what it's called. The one where you just put the headphones on, you sat, and you listened. Mm-hmm. But hey, Theater. Um, and I also think it introduced a whole new audience to the theater company and this kind of experience. Yes, the immersive, immersive theater. And I think it's important that theater goes go to this and get out of their comfort zone and experience this. Right,
0: because it is different than Cirque du Soleil. This is something yes. that's different.
1: And it's... And it's not Oklahoma and it's not Les Mis and it's not Wicked, but it's like, I'm going to push your comfort. I'm going to push your boundaries, but it's okay because we're all doing it together. At the end of the day, theater's community and it's about doing something together. Let's experience something together. Let's all jump together. And if anything we've learned from this pandemic, we got to come back and do things together. The only way we're going to mm-hmm. accomplish things is together. Get the vaccine. We got to get through it
0: together. We've got to go through it together.
1: So moving on to the societal impact, it introduced new audiences, like I said, to postmodernism. I am one of those new audiences. I didn't know at 19 and 20 yet what postmodernism was. I didn't know what I was seeing, but I knew it was cool and different and unique. Now being on the other side going, oh my gosh, that's what that is. It was great. I was like, I want more. I want to see more of this because... I left going, I don't know what this is, but I know that I'm feeling something different that I haven't felt before. Well,
0: and that's I, that's something that I find just fascinating about um, ideology that is reactionary. Um, is it just, it really does, it, it reaches out to people who maybe wouldn't have explored something or thought to explore Contrary feelings to what they're used to experiencing, but that's the nice thing about reactionary counterculture movements, you know what I mean? It
1: also helped raise awareness of water issues around the world and tagging on to that, they help raise money to solve water issues around the world, mainly in Africa. This is a cool thing that when you walked in the theater, they, they had things posted around to tell you about like they recycle and reuse the set pieces that they use, like the newspaper and the Mm -hmm. styrofoam and that, but also mainly because there's a lot of water involved, they recycle and they reuse the water. There's no water wasted Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of water used in this production and you know, it could be wasted, but then they also make note that part of the ticket sales and whatnot go to help provide clean drinking water and whatnot. To this, that, and the other, help find wells, and you could donate to it as well.
0: And I don't remember what exact organization it was, but there is an organization right now called Project Thirst that does exactly that. They go to um impoverished areas and help install wells and basically help give accessibility to those who do not have fresh drinking water.
1: So this was a great show to, you know, not only like introduce audiences. To a new experience, but also have a positive impact on the world as a whole. So is the show relevant? It's hard to say. I
0: mean, what is relevant well, is the question.
1: the show is an experience. So it doesn't necessarily tell a story or teach a lesson, but it does provide an escape and transport you to another place. So it could be a great show as we reemerge from the pandemic. The one thing I'd say is right here and now, I think it'd be hard to put this show on, given the constraints of how they put it on, your close quarters, being herded around and everything. I think safety concerns regarding the COVID pandemic
0: mm-hmm. would make... Getting
1: a, the idea of like making people mix up together. Would, would raise some flags. I think maybe in a year, hopefully, when we get a little more control mm-hmm. on this, when more people are vaccinated, we're going to be okay to maybe do this, but... I don't know that this show need, needs to be done. It's not art for art's sake, but I would say this. This could I would categorize that possibly as an escape.
0: Right, but I think a show in this style from this company that is reactionary to COVID would be something very interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I could go for that. Um, especially you know with this whole idea that um, postmodernism is about the individual what is the individual getting out of whatever is happening in life and i think that that's just a fun concept to explore yes within this well because i also um, love that
1: it doesn't give answers to ask questions right
0: like i remember after we saw it together you were kept like but what was it all about what was it all about and i was like nah man what
1: is it all about <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you were know? on like
1: your space trip and i'm like i don't get it and then when i learned what postmodernism is i was like Whoa, I get it. <laughs> right,
0: but it's about expanding your mind and what really what really defines escapism versus an experience. And honestly, you're going to get into this show what you leave behind, if that makes uh, any yes. sense. You have to go into it with an open mind, not expecting to get a story from it in order to get a story out yes. of it. Because if you try to place things, you're going to get confused. Yes. Finally, as promised, we wanted to share some of our own personal stories, or at least even more of our own personal stories, about experiencing this show.
1: Um, so like I've said, I saw the show twice in 2008 and in 2009. And I saw it in 2009. Not really much more to add here. This is my first overall, um, experience, uh... Seen a postmodernism show.
0: This was honestly one of my first immersive experiences, and it has left me wanting more. Um, I mean, there's a lot of immersive, um, interactive uh, experiences that have now kind of come up all across the country, um, like Meow Wolf, Things, and Omega Mart in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it has just really made me want to explore. Or like the ones
1: where you do the show when you're walking around on the street. And like you've got the earbuds in or whatever, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Or
0: you know, there's that Van Gogh. Um, oh, immersive
1: ex- experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Well, looking back on this, you know, 13 years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, immersive theater. What is that? Now it's like, oh yeah, immersive theater.
0: Well, and especially in a world where we have been isolated. I'm it- also
1: think. Sorry to jump in real quick. Sleep no more. That immersive thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. But yeah,
0: it's like we're in, we're in this place where we have all been isolated and it's almost like we had to create our own immersive experiences in our own lives because if we didn't have the internet to outreach I'm pretty sure a lot of us would have gone mad and actually something that kind of reminds me of this show uh upon watching it um is Bo Burnham's uh comedy special that he came out with I wish I could remember what it is what the name of it is but basically where he films the whole thing over you know, COVID quarantine in the room by himself and, you know, how maddening it can be to be alone and isolated. Um, And so having something that is immersive and communal, um, it just, I think back to the show about the feelings that I had and
1: it really makes, it, it gives me hope for the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I also, this is my first, like, not broadway show uh, and first show outside of the actual theater district i never seen a show outside the legitimate theater district you near know, midtown and uh, the biggest takeaway i had besides amadeus spraying us with water and his law train train horn was that mylar pool that was just so anytime i see now a blow up pool or when i'm shopping i have to pick someone up a blow up pool i just think of that you know as things begin to return to normal and the theater world starts to turn its lights back on, we look forward to returning to see the show again.
0: Um, you'll be able to catch Fereza Birda at a couple of different theaters across the world. Um, they do still put up productions randomly. I highly encourage you to check out their website. Um, and we'd like to give you a quick update on the reopening of Broadway.
1: Yay! It's been too long. Happy opening to Six the Musical, now playing at the Brooks Atkinson Theater.
0: Reopening at the St. James Theater is David Bryan's American Utopia.
1: Welcome back to The Rock at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater and the cast of Come From Away.
0: Welcome to the Broadway Company of Chicken and Biscuits at the Circle in the Square Theater.
1: We are so excited that Broadway is turning its lights back on and can't wait to share the magic of the, share in the magic of the Great White Way.
0: We will be sharing special episodes when we return to New York City in a few weeks to give you guys brief updates of all the new and reopening
1: shows on Broadway. And speaking of Broadway and New York and everything, can you say Tony Awards? Who's excited for the Tony Awards? The 74th annual Tony Awards, live Sunday, September 26th. You can catch these starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. That'll be the first part of the American Theatre Wing's 74th Tony Awards, hosted by none other than Audra McDonald. Then following that at 9 p.m. Eastern on CBS, the Tony Awards present Broadway's Back, and that's hosted by Leslie Odom Jr., And I know it's two different platforms. I get it. But guys, four hours of Broadway with the Tony Awards. Leslie Odom Jr., Audra McDonald, and Broadway's back. Like, come on. Like, who can't get excited about that? It's going to be a great night. I can't wait. We're going to have a shindig. It's going to be fun. We're going to fill out our ballots, and I'm going to sit there and cry when they do their first opening number because it's been too long. So get excited. We're excited. So, until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez.
0: And I'm Hope Bird.
1: Reminding you to turn off your cell phones.
0: Unwrap your candies. And
1: keep talking about the theater.
0: In a stage whisper. Thank you.
1: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod.
0: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal
1: stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Fox by Music for Wildlife. Other music on this episode provided by Miss Darling, Mad Sky, Jazzar, and Billy Murray.